Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. How you going, girls? I might need something high. Yeah, that would be great. God bless you all. Please make yourselves comfortable. It's great to be here. I tell you what, uh, those beautiful words. I was turning around wondering who Pastor Julie was talking about. I think I'll, I think I'll sign her up as my promotions manager. What do you reckon? My PR. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I love you too. BFF. Okay, best friends forever. Uh, how are you going? You good? Um, hands up and confess who's already eaten the chocolate out of their gift bag. Yes. <laughs> Look, I have a confession to make. I have a confession to make. As Janelle was speaking about Mickey magazine, I thought she was saying Vicky magazine. I thought, fancy naming your magazine after me. When I found out that it wasn't, I thought, well, I think I might put a magazine together, Vicky magazine. Why not? And um, I also have it on good authority that Nana Colleen is going to be doing autographs and selfies at the door as you leave, uh, if you're interested. So, so I have come um, all the way up the end, one from DY. So uh, for those of you, many of you won't know me, uh, don't be fooled by the Simpson name. I have Italian blood flowing in these veins. I happen to marry a skippy boy, hence the Simpson name. So uh, I'm, really, I'm really blessed to be here. I've been so blessed so far by the program and, and, and the girls singing. Who has seen The Greatest Showman? Give me a wave. Yes. Yes. Who sings? Who's seen it more than once? Okay. More than twice? Oh, here we go. Some big, I mean, I confess to four times. Anyone more than four? Oh, yeah. There's a few. It's, if you've never watched it, get out the DVD. It'll be good for your soul. It is um, a beautiful movie. For someone who's not really keen on musicals, that was awesome. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Um, look, I just want to start with, by sharing a, a story, a little bit about my history. Before I started doing what you see me doing tonight, which I've done full-time actually for 26 years. This is my full-time job. Okay, I travel around and I speak um, to different groups and churches and uh different age groups. But before I was doing this, uh, at my church, I was a singer. I, I basically did what you see. Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, okay. I don't see, I, I have to confess, back in the day, they really didn't care who got up. Now these days, you got to, <laughs> these days, you actually have to have a talent. You actually have to be able to sing. Um, so I will say, not as good as Julie did tonight, but I would actually sing the first three to four fast songs for the service. So I would say that I was the icebreaker, okay? Now, I thought I was doing a good job. In actual fact, that was all I did for 10 years. That was my, uh, that, was, that was how I would serve the Lord, by encouraging people and by leading them in the first four fast songs on a Sunday service once a month. I was on the roster. And one day, a, a dear gentleman in our church Dear old bloke came up to me, and 
bear in mind, I thought I was doing a great job. He said, I so hate it when you screech. And I looked at him and I, I said, what do you mean? He said, well, when, you, when you sing. And then he, then he proceeded to like screech in my face. He went like this. Ah! And, and I have to be this honest. I was so shocked and so taken aback. And it was like those words, like arrows, just went oh straight into my heart. So I thought, oh, my gosh. Here I am thinking I'm doing a good job for all these years. And, and people think I screech. People actually don't, don't, don't like what I'm doing. So I'm going to have to make a change. Because if he thinks I screech, everyone must think I screech. So I have to make an adjustment. I'm going to have to just do something a little bit differently. So I actually became very self-conscious of how I sounded. And I started to lower the pitch of my voice. So I started to speak deeper. Uh, because I didn't want people thinking that I screeched. So, yes, I kind of sounded like I was taking steroids, but it didn't matter because he said that I screeched, so everyone must think I screech. And so I continued to speak like this. Now, so you know, uh, professionally, my background is in HR, human resource management. So I needed my voice as well for my job. And so I was deliberately and intentionally speaking in a deeper voice. Now, one day... I started to experience a bit of scratchiness, and that progressed to the point where I started to have vocal issues. I couldn't speak. I, I would lose my voice quite easily. Um, I went to the doctor who sent me to an ENT specialist, check just to make sure I didn't have any nodules or something going on with the vocal cords physically. They said nothing was going on there. And so he sent me to a speech therapist. After a number of tests, the speech therapist said this. She said, you're not speaking at your natural pitch. I said, no, I'm not. I've lowered the pitch of my voice. And she said, I'll never forget because she spoke so nicely. She said, and my dear, may I ask why? I said, because I was told that I screeched. And so... I thought I had to change. So I've changed the sound of my voice so people don't think that I screech. She said, my dear, you are going to have to revert back to your natural pitch or else you are going to do yourself terrible, irreparable, long-term damage. And so I followed her advice. And as it so happened, I didn't experience problems with losing my voice again. But in actual fact, I didn't share that to share about my voice. What I, the reason I shared that was for this reason, is because there are some of you here tonight, and you've been told that you are this, that, or the other. You're too loud, you're too much, you're too quiet, you're, and whatever, whatever it is you've been told, as a result, those words went into your heart, and you made an adjustment. You made a change. You did something because you thought, well, if they think that, everybody thinks that. And maybe tonight you've made such a change, you don't even know who you really are anymore. And I believe tonight God wants to say to you, it's time to live life at your natural pitch. And so I want to share just a few thoughts from the Word of God, a few scriptures from the Bible tonight to help you. I'm going to start from Matthew chapter 16. I'll drink to that. 
verse 13. It says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. The first thing I want to say to you tonight is people will question who you are. doesn't matter how good you are or I mean how nice you are or how you go about fully intending to live life inoffensively or, or kindly with every good intention. There will still be people who will question who you are, what you're doing and why you're doing it. They did it to Jesus, they'll do it to you. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say John the Baptist. Interesting. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Wrong. Wrong, 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 (laughs) wrong. Not one of those answers was correct. I find that fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I'll tell you why. Because the Lord Jesus was never anything but 100% pure, unadulterated Jesus on the face of the earth. Like he, he didn't have any issues. He didn't have any identity issues. He, no masks, you know, no defenses. Like he was just Jesus. Wasn't trying to be anything else but Jesus, the Son of God. Here he is on the planet, 100% fully formed and secure. And what do you know? People still didn't know who he was. People still got it wrong. So if they got it wrong about Jesus, they could get it wrong about you. You can't control, in actual fact, what people think and say about you. It sounds like I'm saying the flame and obvious. But some of us think we're the exception to the rule. Like, they must be right about me. Perhaps they are right. Now, this is interesting. I want you to see... Jesus' reaction, because when, when they tell him that what others are saying, what others are saying, and I'll tell you what, I can tell you what I've heard, what people have said about me in the past. I mean, some people think I'm the fourth part of the Trinity, and other people think I'm the devil incarnate. I mean, it's like, and everything in between. But Jesus, after being told that all these people had got it wrong about him, He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Now, I love his response because firstly, he didn't didn't get into a tears. He didn't get upset that people got it wrong. It's not like he said, who did did they say that I am? Who? Like, they think I'm John the Baptist? John the Baptist. You've got to be kidding, Right. I mean, don't you, you know, he wasn't even worthy to, you know, change my, my sandal. Like, he was the one who had to decrease, right? So I increased. And they think I'm him? Like, like he didn't get defensive at all. Oh, I mean, he, he didn't go into an identity crisis. Oh, 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 they think I'm Jeremiah. Oh, maybe I am. Am I? Am I Jeremiah? Am I one of the prophets? Like, he, he, didn't, go, he didn't go into an identity crisis. It was just like water off a duck's back. What people said about him was like water off a duck's back. I don't know about you, but I pray tonight that we would be so secure and just so at peace with who we are that people's words would just, just like Teflon, 
They wouldn't affect us. We wouldn't get defensive. We wouldn't feel like we'd have to prove who we were. And neither would we get hurt and wounded because people got it wrong. So Jesus says, well, who do you say? Who do you say that I am? Jesus, their response was, okay, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Bingo, someone got it right. Because that's exactly, exactly who Jesus was. But how did did Jesus know that Peter was right? So when Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, and he goes, he goes, blessed are you. He says, because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the Father is in heaven. Jesus had to know in the first place who he was to know that, that Simon Peter got it right. How did he know? i tell you how he knew. In Matthew chapter 3, Jesus was baptized. And it actually says that when he got baptized, incredible experience. When I got baptized, they used to put us in these white, long, see-through gowns. Very embarrassing. Anyone else remember those days? You don't have to do that anymore, girls. If you ever want to get baptized, I think they put you in a funky T-shirt or something and pair of, pair of you know, your swimmers or something. So Jesus got baptized. And he heard God speak himself. He heard the voice of God. And the voice of God said this, said this, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so he heard something. Each and every one of you here tonight, can hear something from heaven. You can hear from God. God still speaks today. He still speaks today. This isn't something trippy, loopy. Every single one of you, you have been created, have a relationship with God. And you can, you can hear his voice. I'm not talking about hearing an audible voice. God doesn't speak like over the loudspeaker of heaven. Okay, it's not. But you know what? You have a voice on the inside of you. And sometimes that voice, sometimes that voice might put you down. Sometimes there's a chatter in your head that that tells you all sorts of things. There's another voice. It's kind of, sometimes it sounds like that because it's an internal voice, but it's another frequency. It's actually come from another station. It's not the station that originates with you. It's a station that originates with God. And it's just like you've got a satellite dish on the inside of you and, and God just beams down his message, his words, his encouragement, his love. But you have got the means. I have a mobile phone. I don't know if it's somewhere handy in my bag there. You need. So give me yours. Cool, Clark, give me yours. Okay. It's a mobile phone. It's, this, isn't, this isn't mine personally, but I've got one. And uh, it's a device. It's a device that actually enables me to receive communication. It's amazing. I can get, I can hear voices. I can, I can, oops, I've just, is it not, is it Siri? (laughs) I can hear from Siri. (laughs) I can get emails. I mean, we can do everything. Images, they're amazing, right? You got one of these too. You'd be in the minority if if you didn't, but it's, um, I've got one of the big ones because my vision isn't as good as it used to be. Uh, So, it's a device. I cannot receive those things without this thing. Now, you have a device. It's called your spirit. Your spirit. And what happens is your spirit 
when you actually receive the Lord Jesus into, into your heart, when you admit your need for God, when you pray a prayer that goes along the lines of, God, you know what? I need you. Jesus, I want to know you. I can't do life alone. Like, I'm kind of feeling burdened. I don't have any peace. I know, I know something's missing. You know, someone here tonight, you might feel even laden and loaded down with guilt and heaviness. And Jesus, he brings the gift of life. He is life. The way, the truth, and the life. I was 19 years old, and I prayed a prayer. Uh, I was a Catholic girl, brought up Italian Catholic home. I went to church on a Christmas day, and I experienced something I'd never experienced before. I'd been searching. I knew there was more to life. I would have said I was looking for a cause. I would have said I was looking for a purpose. Uh, but this day, I just took myself to a church service, kind of a bit like a church like this, to be honest. And I heard that, that Jesus wanted to give us abundant life. Abundant life. I thought, it's like the light bulb went on. I thought, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm after. Abundant life. I would never have actually said that before that day. I had never heard that expression. Life more abundantly. I thought, you know what? I want some of that. That's an offer too good to refuse. And as I walked out the door and the pastor asked me whether I had given my life to Jesus. I thought, I didn't really understand the question. I thought, well, I've been christened, first Holy Communion, confirmed. Three times that I know of. So I said to him, well, I, th I think so. I think so. But clever pastor, if you think so and don't know so, probably haven't so. And he actually, at the door of that church, as I burst into tears, I didn't even know what was going on. He grabbed my hand and he led me in a prayer where I didn't even really understand what I was saying, to be honest. But all I knew was that my heart was hungry. Something was going on that I couldn't even put words to. And I wanted some of this abundant life. And if Jesus was a part of that, well, then I'm in. I, I'm open. I, I'm, I'm, hello, here I am. <laughs> I didn't realize what happened at that moment. Because as you do that, and those of you here tonight, and you have know what I'm talking about because you have too. Or maybe you're here tonight and you never have. I want to let you know what happens at that moment when you open up and you pray a prayer. You just, you just take a step of, it's called faith. Faith. Where you say, God, God, you know, I believe in you, but I believe there's more. God, you know what? I want to do life without you. Lord, I need, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've done life without you. At that moment, you actually relocate. You change address. You go from death to life. You go from darkness to life in your spirit. And your spirit, which is the life on the inside of you, that is, that is what makes you you, becomes, becomes one with God. It's like, it's like whoosh. God on the inside of you. It's amazing at that moment. That device called your spirit becomes connected to a network. Uh, I don't know about, about you, but I'm on Telstra. I pay Telstra an arm and a leg for the privilege of being on their network. This thing doesn't work. It's got no power, right, unless it's connected to a network. To it. And so your spirit, which you all have, doesn't actually have the power, the power to, to live that life, abundant life, without being on Jesus' network. But this is the great news. 
He said, I don't pay the price. I don't pay Jesus 150 bucks a month to be on his network. He paid the price. When he died on the cross, he paid a price with his life. That I would have a free gift, free gift of eternal life. Starting now, here, today. Not waiting for pie in the sky when I die, sweetheart. Now, eternal life, full of God, living, I loved what you said, living, uh, made for purpose, made, in, made by purpose, for purpose. That's what you said, wasn't it? Made on purpose, for purpose. I love that. So I thought that sums it up. I thought that sums up tonight's, tonight's message. Tonight's theme, everything that t- this beautiful evening has been created for is, is that you would know that. You have been created on purpose, for purpose. And so you can hear from God because of this thing on the inside of you. And it's not based on your IQ. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us would, would, be, uh, would miss out. It's not based on your family, your history, your education. It's, it's, it's based, if you are living and breathing today, you qualify. Yet because you have been formed and made on purpose, for purpose, starting with relationship with him. Now, the incredible thing was, Simon Peter has this conversation with Jesus, and Jesus says, well, who do you say that I am? He says, well, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus says, that's exactly who I am. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the Father who is in heaven. Right? So, Jesus, Peter is in this incredible place of having heard from God about who Jesus is. He's received what we call a revelation. The light's gone on. Light bulb moment. But it doesn't stop there because this moment, the focus now changes off Jesus onto Peter. Uh, I might, if I was Jesus, I might have said, yeah, let's just talk a little bit more about me. Yeah, what else do they say? Who else do you think I am? I, I don't, I, but that, at that moment, when the light bulb went on and Simon Peter says, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus says, and I say to you that you are Peter. Now, this is very significant. Very significant. Because now Jesus is speaking into Simon Peter's identity. It's not about who Jesus is anymore. It's about who he is. And you are Peter. Up until that moment, this gentleman had been called Simon. And so Jesus ushers in a name change. And now we know this, this fisherman, this disciple as the, the apostle Peter, but he, he's, he was, his name was Simon. Now, that was very significant in terms of his identity. Because Simon, in the original meaning in, in, of the word in Bible times, meant a reed, a reed, you know, like a piece of grass, you know, it's just like a weed, Fly, floats about, flies about, something that just is blown about in the breeze. Peter, on the other hand, means rock. Rock. I mean, you couldn't get anything more far removed from a reed than a rock. 
And so Jesus spoke change. He spoke a change of identity. He said, okay, everyone's called you Reed. That's what your parents called you. That's the way you've behaved. That's the way you've acted because you believed you were a Reed. And he really did. He was all over the place. I can kind of relate to him, actually. I have a lot in common with this guy. But he, he says, Jesus said, but that's not the way I see you. That's not who you really are. You see, pe- people may think that's who you are. And you know, there are some of you girls here tonight, and you've been told you're a certain thing. You've been a certain way. You've had a certain label put on you. Even from the time you are a little girl, you might have had, there have been opinions. People have had opinions. And even people who really, I mean, you know, family members, people who are close to us, people who even love us, but because of their own dysfunction, because of their own brokenness, because of their own issues, some of you have been told that you are things that really says nothing about who you are, but actually more about the person who said them. And tonight, I believe God wants to set you free from some of the opinions. When you were told you're a Simon, you're really a Peter. And you're told you didn't have this, and you didn't have. And I was told, ha, huh, from the time I was, I was this little, I was too loud. Oh, she's so loud. Have a look at my school reports. It always goes on about me, talkative and this and noisy and yada yada. And and I remember my mum going in to take on a teacher once to to defend her daughter because I can't believe she's become so talkative. I'm thinking, mum, you nuts. Of course I am. I'm thinking she's going in. I'm thinking, what's wrong with that anyway? But you're too loud. People get on the phone with me. My husband still says I shout when I'm on the phone. Oh, it's, and I started to get a complex. You know, I'm thinking, I wish I was quiet. And I tried to be. I tried to. I, I remember. I remember really copping a lot, of, a lot of flack, even when I came into the church, to be honest, because I didn't fit the mold of the nice, sweet, quiet. I'm talking 1980, right? So things have changed, times have changed, but things were pretty religious and conservative back in some church circles in 1980. Where I came from, women were meant to keep quiet in the church, and I rocked up, and I'm thinking, and I was the only, I was the only kid in youth group who, whose parents weren't in the church. I was the only one who'd actually just come in as it were off the street, and like, you, here I am, asking why do they do this, and why do they do that, and what... And um, I'd be, I was in university, so I was inquisitive, and I was, you know, questioning. And uh, I remember someone once pr- said that they were praying for me to, to calm down and to, um, tr- I'm sorry, and to get a desire to get married, have kids, and not that I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't have a desire for those things, not when I was 19. You know, like for me, I wanted to, I was into traveling. I'd work, save money, put the backpack on and I've done three trips around Europe by myself, across Australia once. I just was an adventurer. And they were praying that I'd settle down. They were praying, what are you running away from? My youth pastor said that to me once. What are you running away from? I didn't think I was running away from anything. I just liked traveling, you know. It was, and so I had all these, you know, people, I felt so misunderstood. I felt so misunderstood. What's really interesting, because fast forward 15 years later, people would pay for me to fly from one end of the world to the other, to be loud. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's an incredible thing when you find out who you are, who you really, really are. 
And it can start with one thought. It can start with one, just one idea. God can speak it to you directly, but he can also speak it to you through others. I might get you to get on the keyboard, Jilly. Is that okay? You know, it can be just something that someone says to you. Oh, you're so encouraging. Yeah, I know that for myself more than anything. Well, who are you, Vicky? I'm an ex- what, what the Bible calls an encourager. In, uh, in Romans chapter 12, there's a whole lot of, uh, a, a description of a number of gifts. And one of them is the encourager. And I remember reading through that list once and it jumped off. It was like it jumped off the page in Romans chapter 12. Grabbed me kind of by the face and slapped me around. And I, I thought, yeah, that's, that, that's me. But doesn't everyone do that? But doesn't everyone do that? Doesn't everyone go up to a stranger on a bus and say, gee, I love your hair. Where did you get it done? You know, doesn't everyone go up to someone as soon as they've, they've, fi- they've finished doing something and say, oh, gee, that was great. Wow, I love that message. Gee, you look great. Doesn't everyone do that? I've discovered no. That's, that's who I am. Take everything away from me. I'll always be that. Doesn't matter where I am. I was that. I am that. I'll always be that. That's my, that's my identity. I mean, I'm, I'm married, but yeah, I'm going I'm to be dishonest. Wife isn't actually a part of my identity. It, it's actually not. Because the reality is, if that was to end, and if God forbid my husband was to go to glory before me, which is unlikely because he's 16 years younger than me. <laughs> I know. I know. You're laughing, you cheeky girl. <laughs> Queen Cougar of the Church of Jesus Christ in Australia. But I've seen, I've seen people's identities absolutely crumble when their marital status changes. You know, um, I am a wife. Don't get me wrong. I am a wife. But there's identity that transcends marital status and age and time. And yeah, you hear what I'm saying? That's... There's a great scripture in Jeremiah that, uh, I, I love this. This is, this is for someone here tonight. In Jeremiah chapter 1. Actually, I'm going to read to you Jer- Jeremiah 20, 23 verse 29 first. This is my identity. It's not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. It's not my word like a fire and a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. The Lord said to me, Vicky, I've called you to be my hammer. I've called you to make a loud sound and to break through hard places. I'm God's jackhammer. <laughs> Do you know what? And if Brother C, I call him Brother Seagull. The, the, the old bloke who came up to me and told me I screech, eh, I now refer to him as Brother Seagull because he kind of came along like a seagull, eh, 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 squawked at me, and then he flew off again. <laughs> if, and you know what? If, if that was ever to happen again, I, I, I would just smile at him nicely and say, you know what? I'm God's jackhammer. You might like the sound of me, but God's made me this way. Because I'm called to make a loud sound and break through hard places. Jeremiah 1. This is beautiful. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before, everyone say before. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. 
I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Someone might be here tonight and you're saying, well, how can I know, how can I know who I am? How can I know who I am? Let me tell you something. There's a time called before. Before. It says before God formed you in the womb, He knew you. Wow, that's a head spin. That means before, before you arrived on the face of this earth and, and, and before you experienced, before you experienced anyone's opinions, anyone's rejections, anyone's abuse, before people started to put you down, before people started to misunderstand you, before your heart was broken, before you went through that divorce, before you went through that grief and that loss and that those financial problems, before you went through anything that has shaped your identity, before all of that, God knew you. You existed in the heart and mind of God. That is the real you. I think, well, how can I know who that person is? I tell you how you can. Through the one who was there before. Through God who was there before. The one who made you. And I believe tonight, in a moment I'm going to pray, and I believe there are some of you who need, who need to make that first connection to the living God. And you're going to open up your heart, and, and you're going to extend an invitation. As I extend, extend an invitation to you, you are going to invite God into your life. And as you do that, you are positioning yourself, not just to know Him, but to know yourself. If you know who He is, you'll get to know who you are. People go looking for, looking for themselves in some funny places. Yeah, I know women who've had affairs trying to find themselves. As I travelled a lot, I would meet people out there trying to find themselves. I didn't go out trying to find myself. But I'd meet people out in the road trying to find themselves. Drugs, trying to find themselves. You know, all sorts of stuff, trying to find themselves. In money, in other relationships. But that's not where you find yourself. It's the only place you're going to find yourself. Who you really are, really, really are, is there in the face of God. He will show you who you are. It'll just be a, an eye-opener. It'll just be a knowing. It'll just be a word spoken to you. Oh, you'll feel something. Oh, that's who I am. That's who I am. Now, I don't know you all here this morning. This, oh, it's not this morning. It's tonight. Don't mind me. Just flown in from Perth, but I can't blame a two-hour time difference. That's certainly not jet lag, jet lag, is it? But I don't know you all. I don't know. I don't know uh, you by name. I don't know what your history is, where you've come from tonight. Uh, I don't know, but God does. And I don't know what your relationship with Him is like. And in a group this size, there'll be some of you, uh, and. You know, you already, you, you are living this abundant life. You know Jesus. You don't know, not just know about Him, but you know Him. You know, you are on this journey of, of getting to know, getting to know your heavenly Father. And uh, He's in your heart. Your spirit has experienced that transaction from death to life, darkness to light. And there might be someone else here tonight. And you say, Vicky, I know what you're talking about. I've done that before, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not living like it anymore. If the truth was told, I've got hurt. Maybe you got a bit disappointed, disillusioned. Some stuff's happened. And, you know, if you, you were to be honest, your heart's kind of hardened. 
you just not you, you just turned your back on God. You've been living life your own way. But maybe tonight there's been a bit of a tug because you realise that life the way you've been living it hasn't been as sweet as what you thought it would be. And you know now, now you're hungry. You're hungry. You're hungry for God again, for love, for real love. Or maybe you're here tonight and you 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 never have actually prayed a prayer where you have asked Jesus come into your world, into your heart, your life, who you are. And in a group this size, I'm sure there'll be someone here tonight and, and you'd like to do that. Perhaps you've seen your friend's life, you've seen others who know Jesus and who are Christians and you notice there's something different. They, they've got something, there's something missing. But I'd love you all I'd love you all just for a moment to do this. I'm, I'm going to give you a moment. If you just close your eyes, and it's just to give you a little, a little bit of reflection time. I want you just to consider, just to consider your, you know, your spiritual condition. You know, we can talk about our physical fitness. We can talk about, you know, the, our emotional, our mental well-beings, and they are all really important, really important. But tonight I want I want to talk about your spiritual well-being and whether you have a relationship with God, your Heavenly Father. Have you received Jesus into your heart? And I'm going to lead us all in a moment in a prayer so that you would know on this day in August 2018 that you made peace with God. You made peace with God. That you, you've, you've opened up your world to Him. You, you've invited Him in. That He can bring, He can bring direction to your life. That He can bring peace to your heart. He can bring peace to the storm in your life. Joy and purpose. He can do all those things. But, but more than anything, He wants you to know Him and for you to know yourself and for you to know others. You know, there's a, a wonderful verse in the Bible that talks about he, he comes and he knocks on the door of our hearts. Knocks on the door of our hearts. He might be knocking tonight. Knocking. Someone here tonight, you think, you want to open up that door to him and receive him. For someone here, it might be the first time. And for someone else, it might be another time. And so with every eye closed, I'm going to ask, if that's you tonight, I'm going to simply going to ask you to indicate and say, Vicky, you're talking to me. I'm just going to ask you to, Shoot up your hand and I'll acknowledge it. Then you just put your hand down. And I'm just going to lead us in a moment in a prayer, introducing you to this Jesus abundant life. So if that's you tonight, just give me a wave. Say, Vicky, I want to, I want to get right with God. I want to, bless you, sweetheart. Bless you, sweetheart. Is there anybody else? Thank you, darling. Yeah, thank you, sweetheart. Who else is there? Anybody else? I'm just, just put up high so because somewhere if it's low, I mightn't be able to see it if you're up the back. Oh, thank you. God bless you, sweetie. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. God bless you, darling. Oh, Jesus. Lord Jesus. Oh, I thank you that you're here, Lord. Oh, we need you. Yes, we need you. Feeling that there might be a couple more. I won't prolong it because it's another prayer I want to pray. But just want to give you this opportunity. Shoot your hand. Say, Vicky, you're talking to me. Yeah, thank you, darling. God bless you. Anybody else quickly? Yeah, God bless you, darling. 
Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. Anyway, just getting me just to linger. It could be someone else and you've just been wrestling, you're wondering. Just cross the line tonight. Your heart is beating a bit faster than normally. You're feeling what's going on. Something's going on. I'll tell you what that is. That, that, that's God's Holy Spirit. Yes, speaking to you. He's reaching out to you. He's drawing you close to you because he loves you and he's for you and he's not against you. Doesn't matter what you've done. Does not matter. I feel to say that tonight. Someone needs to hear that. Does not matter anything that you've done, anything. He still loves you and he welcomes you with open arms and he forgives you and he washes you clean for a fresh start, a new day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Anybody else? God bless you, darling. Thank you, Father. That's great. Every single person who raised your hand, every single, can you raise it all together one more time? That's it. Just everyone, everyone who raised a hand. We're going to give everyone who raised their hand just a gift in a moment. So it's just so they can see, they'll just come to the tables and, 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 bring, um, and bring something for you. So girls, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray. I would love, all of us, those of you who raised your hand, this prayer is for you. But the rest of us are going to join in with them. Can we do that? Can we pray together? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me to give me life. And right now, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. I'm sorry that I've ignored you and lived life my own way. But tonight, I choose your way. I thank you that you love me. And you have great plans for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah, great decision. Great decision, girls. It might have been someone you didn't feel to raise your hand. But if on the inside of you, you prayed that prayer for the first time and you meant it, or maybe for another time, you're coming back, getting back on track, please let someone know. Let the friend who you came with and... And they, they want to give you, they've got uh, some material they'd love to give you. One more prayer before I finish tonight. And that's for those of you who maybe you have been affected by someone else's words in times past. Someone, someone has told you that you're something that you're not. They pulled you down. They spoke words that, that really broke your heart. Perhaps... Perhaps over the years, it's really shaped your opinion of yourself. You thought, well, maybe they were right, especially if they were someone in authority or someone older than you. But often this happens when we're kids, right? When we're little. And... But it might have been an ex-husband, you know, an ex-boyfriend, a teacher. Could have been a parent. I don't know. I just feel that there are some of you here tonight and there's going to be a prayer of healing. I'm telling you, I feel God is going to bring healing right now. To those of you, and, and I see labels coming off. When people have put labels on you that are lies, that are false, they got it wrong, they got it wrong about Jesus, they could get it wrong about you, I believe a miracle is going to take place. And some of you are going to feel literally like a load has been taken off, off of you. Some things happen by process, but I believe in divine moments when God can come and visit us and do something supernatural and can do something miraculous. And I believe in this moment, there's some of you, you've had that. And there's some of you, and you're like, you know what? I would love one of those moments in God where He told, I don't know who I am. 
I, maybe I, I think of it, but I'm, you know, I'd love to know what God says that I am. I'd love to know before. Maybe you were, you were adopted. Can I tell you that there was someone who knew you even before you were adopted? You can know who you really are. Even if you don't know your birth mum, you don't know your birth dad, you can know who you really are through the one who made you. Thank you, Lord. So if that's you tonight, you say, Vicky, I can relate to that. Maybe you need a spot of healing in this moment, or you think, you know, I'd love to, I, I, I want to know who I am, who I really am. Give me a wave if, that, if that's you. You think, yep, that's me. That's me. Yeah. Oh, that's a few of you. I'd like, this, I'm going I'm to pray. Would you feel, how would you feel about standing? You girls who've, who've, who've raised your hand, just stand. Just stand right where you are. I'm going to ask you to do it. Just stand where you are. I want you to close your eyes and I'm going to pray. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you're here. Oh, God, you're so near. Oh, thank you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Oh, God, they're never, ever going to be the same. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for your touch. Oh, you love them so much. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit, right now, Lord. Ha, Father, right now, for each one, God, who's been told lies, the lies, I break the power right now of every word that has been spoken, that has pulled them down, that has limited them, that has hurt them, bruised them, damaged them. Father, I see ones, God, who aren't standing, but God, they're sitting. And this, Lord God, prayer is for them as well. Because on the inside, Father, they they know in their hearts that, uh, that God, they're still, they're, they're weighed down, Lord. And they're wounded by what others have said about who they are. Father, your power right now, your power. I pray, Father, for healing right now. God, and I thank you by your Holy Spirit. You, Lord God, can meet each one right now, right where they are. Father, we forgive each one. Forgive them, Lord. Forgive the ones who spoke those words. Lord, we forgive them because they know not what they do. And Father, they said things, Lord, not, Lord God, because of who these beautiful women are, but because of who they were. Father God, I thank you. Change. I just declare change tonight. Breakthrough. God, I thank you, Father, for confidence. Confidence. I see confidence coming. God, a spark, the beginning, a seed, Father, of confidence, of a new image, a new image, Father, a new image tonight of who they are. Oh, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Actually, just looked at me in, in the black lace. What's your name? Kate? Kate, as I said, confidence. I could see that word. It was very relevant for you. Um, actually, as Pastor Julie said, you know, there's a gift, a pr- prophetic gift. And those of you who aren't familiar with it, I'm not talking to dead people. I'm not, uh, I don't have spirit guides. It's, it's, but God's Holy Spirit speaks. Just get an impression, get a thought. And there was a season, Kate, that really tried to knock the stuffing out of you, quite frankly. So I could talk the rug out from under you. And, and, and in the midst of that turmoil and that confusion, you started to ask, who am I? Who am I? And I see God restoring what was stolen. I'm seeing stuff that 
was ripped off from you and it left you empty, left you abandoned. And I see the Lord restoring stuff back to you. One of the things He's restoring is confidence. And in that season, stuff was spoken about you. And I'm just seeing you get getting unentangled. Unentangled, like there'd been an entangling of all the stuff. No, getting just un, unt- untangled. Free indeed. Rising up in new confidence. Amen. In Jesus' name. So, you know, I'm not all seeing. I'm not all knowing. Um, come people start to freak out and they think you can see. And I don't see people's sin, just for the record, okay? I'm not interested in your sin. <laughs> I know. I've got enough of my own. I'm not worried about yours. What's your name, sweetie, in the glasses? Yeah. Candace. Candace, it's a new day. And I literally can see you making a decision. Is I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna do this differently. I'm 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 not gonna be four cylinder car anymore. You know, okay, just because they don't like the sound of the eight cylinders, it might be too powerful for them. They might like the sound of, but no, that's what I'm meant to be. And God's saying to you, Candace, that that you're not a, like a four cylinder. You're not a Nissan Micra. You know, you're you're like an eight eight cylinder Commodore. You know, you got grunt and power. And, uh, you know, you're, you're actually in, in, intended to be seen and visible and heard. And there's been a lie that has uh, that, that's, that's tried to keep you hidden and, and, and turn you down. And, and tonight, that, that break, that's finished. It's, a new, it's over. That, it's done. It is finished in Jesus' name. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, you're meant to be heard. Platforms. God is going to give you platforms on which to stand, that you, you would have a message and you would have a purpose and you'd have a vision as for the benefit I see of others. I see a cause that God's placed in your heart and it's been lukewarm, it's been diluted. But no, you're meant to be full potency and you've got the goods, you've got what it takes. And I hear in the words of the prophet Nike, just do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sweetheart, right down the very back. What's your name? Yep. Louise. Louise, this is the day the Lord has made. This is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm just seeing God bringing you to this place of of, of being present, of, of maximizing now. This is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today. Uh, that each day as you wake, that you would, uh, I just see a lot of responsibility. I see you weigh down with a lot of stuff. Um, some stuff is not actually your stuff. Uh, I, I pray for a discernment that you would be able to see what's yours to carry and what you're not meant to carry. I, I pray God will give you wisdom uh, to know what to hold on to and what to let go of. I see some tough conversations. I, I see you saying no. Uh, in some instances. And God wants you to see that it's not like your life is on hold and, and, and it's too later. Like, okay, when this is over, when I've got this all, when that's sorted, when that, today is the day the Lord has made. The Lord, so it's not even about what you do with it. He wants you to know that He has already gone before you. He has gone in advance and, and made, made a beautiful life for you to walk in. 
You are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good work. So He's prepared beforehand. I see a gift of mercy. Gift of mercy. So mercy gift. I told you I was an encourager. So if you come to me crying, I'll slap you on the back and say, she'll be right. But a mercy person is the person who come and they really feel for you and they listen and they really empathize and they, and they weep with those who weep. And I just see, I just see God wanting to maximize you. And don't put your life on, 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 on hold until everyone else has got their stuff sorted. No, no, now, 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 in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. The first singer of the night. Oh, my gosh. What's your name, darling? Laura. Oh, what a beautiful voice. And you came out and you could send the tears were flowing before you even came out. And I started crying and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was so moved, so moved. And, uh, you know, I, I had a picture of a, of a beautiful vase, you know, flower vase. But it had been smashed. This flower vase had been smashed. It was a bit like represented that at a time your life was like in pieces. It was like smashed in pieces. And it was like, will it ever come together again? Ever? Could it ever come? You know what? I see that it's not just it's not just coming together again. It's actually going to look better than it did before it was ever smashed. <laughs> yeah, it's actually. And I and I see and I see something that, that looks like a mosaic. Because the reality is, is that when we go through stuff and we and we do get broken, and that it's it's not that God wants to hide that. You know, it's not that we pretend it never happened. It's not that we, well, we never were broken. We, it's like a mosaic. A mosaic is made beautiful because of the broken pieces. So I'm seeing this gorgeous vase, but it's actually better than it was before because of its individuality and its color and its creativity. You're very creative, extremely creative, and you haven't even scratched the surface because you're just getting healed yourself. But I'm seeing as healing comes, I'm seeing, oh, incredible artistry. Yeah, coming out of you. Oh, you're beautiful inside and out. Beautiful spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. I see confidence for you too, Dar. What's your name? Jessica. Confidence for you as well. It's like, yep, life comes, the enemy comes, stuff comes, tries to... Put us underfoot, crush us. Uh, why is he leadership on your life? Yeah, you're called to be a leader. You're called to be a mover and shaker. Um, and that's threatened people. I've seen some male figures in your life that, that, is, that has threatened in the past. And um, no, you're, 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 you're another one. You're not meant to be four-cylinder, you know, ace. You, you, you're... Actually, I see you like a Formula One. You know, they're real noisy, real noisy. But leading, I see you leading. I, I, I see you just in the beginning. Like you're just uh, embryo stage in terms of your calling. Yeah, yeah. You're called. There's this, this a divine purpose. And uh, work on it. Work on yourself. I see you being deliberate and intentional. A lot of great stuff has happened just uh, in the flow and, and, and things. But I'm seeing you making some decisions to really do some work on yourself and like yeah, develop personal development in God and getting being mentored and trained and, and studying. And, you know, and I see God fast tracking some stuff. I see in 12 months him accomplishing what could, could have taken 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Can happen. 
It can happen. In Jesus' name. What's your name, darling? Marina. Marina, God wants you to know. Uh, get that scripture. The first will be last and the last will be first. First will be last, last will be first. What, what does that mean? It's like God reverses the order of things sometimes. And, um, and you know, sometimes it's the person who, who just seems to have, you know, been pushed to the back, the person who seems to have missed out, who seems, you know, he goes up, I'm just bringing you up the front here. Uh, there's another scripture that says that he exalts the humble. And you, you've got a humble heart. Never sought stuff for yourself. In fact, you're, very, you're the opposite. Always thinking of other people. Big heart, always thinking of other people. You're really, uh, you're a doer. You're a worker bee. Like you, you, you're very pragmatic. You, you hands on. People got needs. Let's do something about this. And so you put yourself, as it were, in your own needs, you know, to the back. But I, I, can, I can just see God coming and, and putting you first in some things. Uh, who am I, Lord? Who am I? And I hear the Lord saying, uh, you know, you, you are, you're like, you're like a hand. You're like a hand. Uh, hand can do many things. You're my hand, says Lord. You're my hand. You're my hand of generosity. You're my hand of love. You're my hand of, of, of compassion. I see, I see you stroking them. You, you know, you're, I see hand of healing. Hear the Lord saying, you're his hand to communicate. Communicate. Communicate the love of God. And there's a new project coming up for you that only you can do. An assignment that's got your name on it. In Jesus' name. Can we all stand? Let me pray for you all. Father, right now, I just thank you for every single woman here tonight under the sound of my voice. And Lord, I, I just, I bless each one. I declare a blessing over every woman, every home represented, every family, every household. Lord, no matter who she is, how old she is, where she's come from, I thank you, Lord, that you love her. And Lord, that they, each one would know that they have been made on purpose, for purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.